0: Team has been playing well. They, they definitely get out, probably one of the fastest paced teams in the league. But when uh, you do a great job of challenging shots, other than a couple of fouls we gave at the end, when you just challenge the shots and make it tough and get in the passing, lane. It, it excites our defense and, and, and nice our offense because we got to transition, get to get layups, and
1: get to knock down threes. The effort tonight defensively is, if you know, bringing out the next game and even the game after that is a that, that well, next this game, point. we
0: don't do it. It's just a waste of time. I mean, we got to find a way to be one of those teams that can do it on a, on a nightly basis. I mean, we did that last year. We were on a big 17-game home streak. It's just about locking in and being focused. I mean, we can't keep talking
1: about it. We know what it is. We see it on film every day. We do it differently in practice. Um, when competing against other players, we have to do the same. Do John- All right, that, of course, John Wall talking about what the Wizards did to uh, – beat back the Lakers, get some revenge, and also what they're going to have to do Saturday against the Atlanta Hawks, which uh, basically is they have to show up and do what they did tonight, actually play some defense, actually have some focus, actually stay on top of a team that they should be beating. Um, They did that today. We'll talk about a little bit about this win, about the rotation, talk about some Alonzo ball, and Markeith Morris, his best game since he's been back from his injury. We'll do that here. Ben Standing is here. And the man who has been MIA... For so long I made I made the joke somewhere that Todd Dibus and Wally Pip both have the same amount of uh, letters uh, in there but he's back went off to find us a, a permanent uh, replacement here he is mr. Todd Divis how uh, how are you doing how was your world travels you got to go to Seattle mm-hmm. you, uh, you, know, you you know you've been places how, how, you know how you got any new Maryland perspe- Maryland you got any new perspective on life since we spoke to you last
0: uh, no Very excited, though, because I I had direct flights to Seattle, both of which landed early. Tailwind, both directions, and coming back, had my own row, so that's just huge. Seattle, if if you're going to get your own row in its cross-country, I mean, you shouldn't complain
1: about anything for like a week, maybe Uh, longer. Tremendous, uh, tremendous point. Uh, Yeah, no, getting your own row on a plane, especially in this day and age, I I feel like that seems almost impossible, the way they... uh, do things now so yeah props to you yeah thank you uh, I was very excited props to the wizards they get it done One uh we're going to talk i said talk about all that here in just a second on the lockdown wizards podcast you can of course find us on itunes subscribe there uh if you got any thoughts on twitter you want to discuss with me or todd i'm at ben standing he is todd underscore divas and if you got any other thoughts not a twitter person you can hit me up on email bstandig1 at gmail.com uh all right, so Todd, we, look, we could talk about lots of different things, but let's just try to stay a little bit focused here. I'm just talking to myself, more or less. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with this.
0: Uh,
1: the, the, the nutshell of the game, first quarter was very similar to what we've seen out of the Wizards. They scored a lot, so did the other team, and the defense was not looking particularly crisp. But one thing did change in the second quarter when they went up, they, they outscored the Lakers 32-22 in the second quarter, and I was... Kind of it from there. The lead expanded eventually to 21 points, and the Lakers got it to nine in the fourth quarter, but they eventually fended off. So that second quarter was when things started to turn. Which, if you go back to the last game, second quarter is also when things turned, but for a different reason. It seemed to me it turned in part because the Wizards Scott Brooks went with an all second unit lineup. Here he didn't do that. In fact, up until the last two or three minutes of the game, when when the game was over, he kept a starter on the court the whole game. He kept Otto Porter. Auto Porter played the whole first quarter, the first four or five minutes of the second quarter. Then Beal came in, and they kept staying with that. And that sort of plan seemed to work. It's one game. I'm not saying that just because he did that, that means this this will solve all problems, and we'll never complain about the bench or anything like that again. But thank Lord he did it today. Because, I mean, it just makes so much more sense. I've talked about this a bunch. Uh, I'm not saying that's what won this game, but to me that was sort of like, a big point because it just it seems too obvious to not have one of those guys out on the court.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on multiple points there. In particular, the that may not be why they won this game, but that that was also why we didn't end up at a throw-your-hands-up point of why was the whole bench out there together. They, there was a 14-point lead that's now four. They're burning timeouts because they need to get their act together and get some starters to the— table to get back on the floor. So it was interesting to see that uh Otto Porter sh- certainly is going to sleep well tonight after playing all those minutes. I mean, he, um, and, he also and he did all this also with LaKeith limited after especially after Marquise had to come off because he said his knee kind of locked up on him in the uh first quarter. So he wasn't available um so it was an interesting rotation. So when, if they have a Marquise Morris who can play 32, 28, 32 minutes, then hopefully we see, at, quote, you know, one and a half starters on the floor at all times, you know, a, a, a pairing of a couple of guys throughout and mix and match uh, going forward. But yeah, this gives some high hopes of, of what could be. Uh,
1: you mentioned Otto Porter is going to sleep well. Again, up until the point when the game was essentially out of hand at the end, became obvious he played the entire second half not just a little bit the whole second half Bradley Beal both he and Beal were tracking for 40 minutes if the game didn't again get out of hand uh Scott Brooks there was a happened sometimes uh somebody brings some uh, journalism students they haven't learned that they shouldn't get out of this industry yet so they brought, so brought these journalism students. <laughs> these poor
0: saps who want to have a terrible financial future yeah. and unstable employment yeah. throughout their lives. Yeah, S-sucker. Don't
1: do it, kids. Yeah. Don't hey.
0: try this at home.
1: Um, but anyway, so I, I think it was one of them. Um, at one point asked John Wall if it if this was a must-win game. If the Wizards had lost, they would have gone under 500, something which, while I, I understand, it never even crossed my mind, that concept. But anyway, asked if must-win I'm only – and I'm sort of making fun of it. But you know what? You know who played – who coached like it was a must-win? Scott Brooks. <laughs> because he played these guys a ton. And like right. you said, he did it in a game where Markeith Morris gets hurt. And that Markeith Morris – wasn't out too long. A little bit in the first right. quarter. Came back. Said he was largely okay. But we'll cut that to him later. But Scott Brooks coached this game like a guy who needed this win. And I don't know if the Dallas game shook him enough where he was like, okay, we, we can't lose this one as well. Right. And um, so that I thought that was interesting. But, look, if it makes hit such – That he keeps a starter out on the court, like you said, it'll be easier when Markeith is ready to go. Great. Because this is how, I mean, we can complain or we can, you know, people can say Tim Frazier this, Jody Meeks that. These guys will be better playing with a starter who can stabilize the offense they they can feed off of. John Wall said this as much himself after the game. So positive sign. Uh, But like Brooks said, it's about the game as a whole. It's a start. Mm -hmm. We'll see about the next game. And that would be my take on this as well. We'll see about the next game with this rotation, and if he uh, if he sticks uh, with that kind of plan. Um, you had some Jason Smith thoughts during the game, based off things that Brooks had said. Yeah. He he after the last game he said
0: Jason Smith needs to play more,
1: and then at practice this week he said.
0: Jason Smith needs to play more.
1: And then how much did Jason Smith play tonight? 91 seconds. And he basically – I mean, he came in at one – was it right at the end of the second said, quarter?
0: Yeah, because I think Mahimi picked up his fourth foul, and so they took him off
1: and, and, and put Mahimi, Jason Smith in. And Mahimi, Mahimi fouled out in 14 minutes. And even Correct. in that situation, Jason Smith didn't play. Again, to my point, of Brooks really coached this for the in, win. In
0: only 17 minutes for Marquise Morris total.
1: Right. So, I mean, he really played – um, I mean, it really is just mostly uh, Otto, Otto, and Beal, but who played the, the heavy minutes while wall was only 31. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, I've talked about this a little bit, about the, the Jason Smith thing, I think, but w- 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 just to sidetrack on that, what's your take on that? Does Jason Smith need to play more, or do they just have to keep riding out this Mahimi thing? Because, in theory, when he's doing what he's supposed to do, that's what they need.
0: Yeah, that- I don't know. I'm confused. I would think that Jason Smith is confused, um, but he'll never say that because he knows what he's doing being a professional in this league. So it, it's it's odd to hear. We actually heard it on consecutive days, right? It was after the game Tuesday, then it was at practice Wednesday, and then Thursday arrives, and the guy plays 91 seconds. And I didn't think too hard about how much it could be a matchup-related issue with the Lakers, but I thought there was clearly a spot that you could... There were eight minutes out there that he could have played. So I don't I don't know. They're, they're in an interesting spot with Mahimi, right? Because they're paying him so much money. He's not playing well at this point. Does benching him get him over the hump, or does keep rolling him out there get him over the hump? And how much with his contract do you, you know, is there an obligation to play him and give him every single possible opportunity to get over the hump. I think there are a lot of things at play with that situation.
1: It's it's definitely an intriguing one, and it's one that's veering into – it's not disaster territory, but you can start to see that part of town. So we'll be curious to see – how this plays out? Um, it's
0: down the road on the right, so
1: <laughs> you get, it's down the road. You got to make a couple turns. You know, get, you know, turn your GPS on just to Check make sure. Ways. You, yeah, just to make sure yeah, you're not running any trouble. But it's not. It's it's getting a little bit closer. Um, is Lonzo Ball getting closer to being uh, to fixing that shot? We're going to talk about that here on the Locked On Wizards podcast right after this. All right, so uh, so part of the attraction for this game is. The Lakers, you got the gold and purple, lots of Lakers fans there. But, okay, there's no more Kobe. He's not the true established star, but you got this kid Lonzo Ball. I've talked about this before in here that I'm all in on the Lonzo Ball thing strictly because the way he plays, the pass-first vision all over the place, he gets, to, you know, does all the right things on a lot of ways. Um, I'm excited to see what this kid can do. I understand he's polarizing because of the dad. I'm trying to put that on the side. Dad's got other problems to deal with right now. Um, but, uh, but so, 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 so we got our first look at Lonzo Ball's, Lonzo Ball in person. Obviously the Wizards already played the Lakers, they lost the Lakers. I love the passing. I love the the way he gets up and down the court, his vision. He's able to see teammates cutting. He, he, he doesn't seem, um, doesn't seem to get too frustrated. He seems like he keeps ahead in the game, Mm -hmm. but. He almost had a triple double tonight. I mean you know almost whatever he had 10 points eight rebounds eight assists you know there was some good stuff but holy crap watching that shot in person it is a fright I mean it is it, it's it's like a it's like a, a play in four acts or something like if the ball starts sort of low and then it comes up and then there's like a turn and then there's like a twist. And then it goes over uh, high up, and it's like, oh my lord! Like it's—I always wonder. I wanted to ask like one of the wizards, what's like to defend it? Because we're all used right. to sort of playing the We know kind of where the ball's coming from, but here it's almost like he's fake passing it or something right. before he goes to shoot. Um, he is shooting terribly from the field. He was shot terribly here. It's early. I'm not saying it can't be fixed, but just that aspect of his game. <laughs> Watching him in person, what do you think?
0: Uh- The first time I saw him on TV at UCLA and saw him release his shot, you know, you think Kevin Martin. um, And I was like, wow, that is that's wild that he the the thing that surprised me the most is that he could get it off shooting across his face. Right. Because if you're going to have that much load up movement, you really have to do that quickly and and, and snap your shot loose. Otherwise, you're never going to get it off. So that was surprising to me. That he that he shot so poorly so far, and this was their twelfth game. Um, it's not surprising to me. I think you add the distance, and you add an uptick in speed, and that's a, that's an easy way to affect somebody's shot. Uh, life gets more difficult very quickly when you when you add an extra couple of feet, and you add longer and much swifter athletes coming at you. However, all that said, I'd like to dial back to something that you said, the eight boards, the eight assists. Two things we saw from him tonight. Three things we saw from him tonight, which are two things that he does and one thing that he does not do, which are all excellent. One is the rebounding. He came into this game more than six boards a game as the point guard, as a rookie, as a star. you got to want to go do that in order to have those results. And two is the passing from the outlets to – passing well in the half court, he keeps doing those things. And then the other thing he does not do, which is a plus, is sulk. We saw him brick a free throw. He was well short, threw up his hands real quick, but he just got over it made the next one. When he missed shots badly tonight, deep jumpers, he was getting back. He was trying to deflect the outlet. He wasn't hanging his head. He wasn't pointing fingers. He wasn't changing his facial expression. So for me, those qualities are the – the things that make you want to play with someone like that you know he's talented you know if he's going to be able to fix the jumper or just make it more effective he's going to be able to do that luke walton was talking pre-game about how they're trying they notice his footwork isn't great and he's kind of off balance and they're trying to you know fix that for him at this point which will probably just give him further complications initially and then they'll sort it out but in the interim. What you're seeing is a guy who, A, has not asked for the spotlight. This is from the patriarchal nonsense he's had to live with all his life. And B, plays the game the right, the right way. It's really enjoyable to watch. And then you get to his quotes afterward. He was asked about uh, if he was trying to get a triple-double tonight. and He said, no, I'm just trying to help the team win. He was asked about uh, critics dissecting his shot and he said i don't care to be honest i'm just gonna keep trying to improve then he was asked about being compared to jason kidd and he said that he's grateful he's a legend he's very fun to watch competed every night triple threat triple double threat all the time you know and he was that's also humility right you know that's not we we heard someone locally once was asked about covering LeBron James and he said, "Well, I'm who I am," and it was he was just in his second year,
1: right? Yeah,
0: saying that this is not the kind of tone that and, we're hearing. And also, I mean,
1: you know, we all are product of our environment to some degree, and his father is that the you know. Is one of the world's leading carnival barkers at this point, so you, right. it would be easy for him just to emulate that to some degree. Even and to
0: it, yeah, yeah, even partially, and everybody right. would just be like, "Well, still, they would still blame the dad, rightly, still blame
1: right." So, the so, dad. so, so, yeah, no, so he, yeah, so he, 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 he does, seems to do the right things. I really, I love the passing. Uh, you know, it was interesting, Luke Walton had some interesting comments after the game about, is he under a lot of pressure? He's like, yeah, but look, he almost had a triple-double, and all I ever hear is how bad his shot is. Right. So, you know, that comes with the territory on some level. And, um, and there's a guy who didn't have a very good jump shot,
0: but still had a pretty good NBA career, who's out there in Los Angeles overseeing what's going on here. Yeah. So, if, if there's any... So, you're getting a guy with innate things, like division, like getting other people involved in those things, and then... You can turn around and be like, uh, Magic, well, I come in and chat with you for a minute. When I
1: mean, people are comparing him to uh, Jason Kidd, let's remember Jason Kidd, people were calling him Asen Kidd because he had no J. Right. So, yeah, you know, it'll take a minute. That shot, though, is crazy looking. Yeah. But, so. The mechanics it, of the shot. J- oh, yes. j- just right, just right. for the visual of it all, I hope he yeah. uh, works some things out, let alone the, helping the. Uh, Who cares what it looks like if it goes in, man. The, the, the okay. percentage. Um Kevin Martin didn't care. That went in a lot. <laughs> well, while we're here, one thing I actually thought about while we were talking about uh, talking about this point guard, this quick tangent onto the Wizards point guard, there was a play in particular that stood out to me, and I think on some level it was symptomatic of this game for the Wizards in terms of like they did much better, but it felt like they were this, there was a particular stretch. I want to say it was the was it the third, the fourth quarter, or the, was it the second quarter? when uh, the offense was going and John Wall came in and it started. he was going a little too one-on-one.
0: Yeah, I think it was the... I want to say it was the second Well, well
1: there was game. one play that stood out in particular. You guys because have the bench the...
0: guys pushed – th- it was three points after the first, and the bench guys pushed it to 14, right, right, and, so like, a timeout, and then he eventually came back in, and they were up like 16, 17 at the time, and so, there was a lot of that. So
1: the highlight of the game was – you've all seen, if you saw highlights, if anybody watches local news for such things or whatever, you, have, you see highlights. Yeah, the
0: local news. Yep. <laughs> I That's guess what they're watching, Ben, the local news, <laughs> 2017. Uh,
1: but uh, John Wall, you know, goes flying down the court, goes a uh, lefty dunk, Uh, on brook lopez by the way wall said his shoulders feels a little sore so he's okay anyway he does it the crowd goes wild wall lands turns sort of you know acknowledges the 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 roar of a crowd meanwhile the lakers immediately threw the ball in and lonzo quickly took the ball dribbled all the way up the court fed a guy for a teammate the shot was missed but it was to the point of of lonzo ball keeping his head in the game but also a little bit about what we're sort of at with wall at the moment he just does feel like it's I, I, it feels like he's almost going a little more Kyrie on some level where he's looking for his shot a little bit too much, looking to go one-on-one. The ball is sticking with him a little bit too much right now. It feels like he's. But when he was not in the game, when it was more Biel and Otto, I guess, it just felt like there was some better rhythm going. Tim Frazier in the second quarter had a stretch where he had, a, 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 a I want to say, a three and three assists when they went on like sort of that run that kind of pulled him away. Um So I don't know. It's, it's something to keep an eye on to the extent of Where's Wall's head at? I mean, obviously, you know, he, look, he 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 had 23 points, um, you know, eight rebounds, five assists. But, like, it, it just felt watching it that, like, he was the one who was sort of taking them out of rhythm a little bit offensively, which is odd considering he's the point guard and it's not supposed to, with him in particular, it's not supposed to be that guy. He's not, he's a point guard, not a points guard.
0: Yeah, we've seen a lot more one-on-one from him and Beal with, uh, Sometimes some good results and sometimes some not so good results. I think having Morris back will kind of help cure that, and they'll be looking to move the ball a little more and have another, um, you know, wing mid post threat. Kind of just a guy who has a bit more variety in his offensive arsenal than than Kelly Oubre does, who shot really well from three uh, so far this season when he was playing with the starters, you know, and, and filled that spot well um, that shooting spot so but what Markeith Morris can do just a size wise and variety in his game is much different at this point than what Oubre can do and I think also we we're seeing Wall and Beal need to grow another step after their growth right they, they've established themselves they've improved their skill set to the point where they can kind of break up anybody who's in front of them for the most part across the league and being pretty effective offensive players. So now they uh, they have to move to the point where they know they can do that, and that needs to happen at the right times, not just all the time. Um, and even Marquise Morris kind of mentioned after the game about the ball moving around and getting more guys in double figures. When we saw them as a group at their peak last season, that's exactly what was happening.
1: Absolutely. All right, speaking of Markeith Morris, let's get into some things he said post-game. and had an interesting comment about an injury situation let's get to that right after this all right so marquis morris he plays you know six or seven from the field he hit two threes to start the third quarter uh you know it's not all the way back it's a work in process but at least this was easily the best game we've seen out of him so far was concerning though when he left the game in the first quarter scott Brooks told us later and then marquis said as well that his knee tightened up marquis said he's never had that happen before but didn't seem to be a, a huge issue after the fact we he's riding a stationary bark right in front of us and I say riding I don't know the pedals are moving I don't know <laughs> well I'll force into it but whatever very casually yeah uh, I, okay. hey I, as somebody who hasn't ridden a bike in a long mm-hmm. time I'm not gonna judge um, but then after the game he talked about a different injury situation and not talking I'm not talking about the the hernia surgery Phil uh, everybody and what did he have to say after the game he said his the ankle that he injured and in-
0: May of this year during the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Boston Celtics
1: is still bothering him. The, that's the ankle that the Al Horford, the Al Horford slipped under him the, when, they, when the referees were here the other day, showing us video of what's a flagrant foul, um, things like that. They showed that specific play, Horford moving out too close, sticking his leg out, Marquise crumpling to the ground. That play is where he's still not feeling so hot.
0: Yeah, and so it's strange after a full summer off, Um, And and obviously someone who had sports hernia surgery and was shut down for multiple weeks, you're not doing anything right after that uh, to still have ankle soreness. Maybe it's just because he's, you know, this was, I think, his fifth game back, and so he's still getting back into that mode. um, And so he has a little bit of a a load issue going on there. But, man, he said (laughs) – he received multiple MRIs. They did X-rays, and he even mentioned CAT scans. So, uh, they have uh, any prospective ankle tumors out of the way. I guess he was joking. Right. He was joking about that, but it sounded like they ran all the tests. He never had or needed surgery, but is is still bugging him here in November. Uh, that's going to be something to watch. And certainly, when you think about the knee of the same leg. Suddenly, giving him trouble out of nowhere—that's also a kind of an eyebrow raise. Of what's no, it's what's definitely. Right? I mean, look.
1: Obviously, we're not doctors. You know, blah blah blah. And we didn't stay at a Holiday Inn last night. I, oh, actually, somebody does think you're a doctor. My apologies, <laughs> Doctor of Love. Yeah, no. Right, what do I know? Maybe you are. I'm definitely not. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, if you had told me like, if he said yeah, the you know the abdomen or the hernia situation still feels a little off, sure. The this thing, that is definitely something to keep an eye on, especially because, like, we're talking about, you know, I've said this now several times, it's not that he's the best player. He may be the hardest one for them to to replace when he's not in there, uh, as evidenced, you know, by – well, I mean, you know, we've seen what they do. Kelly Break can do some things, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be able to deal – I mean, when, when they're facing LeBron, they had no shot of stopping him because they don't have anybody. Did LeBron do well at night? Eh, you know. I, I, I wasn't that impressed, but you know what Um But anyway, so yeah, something to keep an eye on. I mean, they're in a good stretch. I think I, starting, I want to say, with the Dallas game, like the, like the next 10 games all had like a day off in between. Um, so it's a continuous stretch. There's no real rest, but at the same point, um, you know, whatever. Uh, by the way, it is it's one of the other byproducts of losing that Dallas game. Because maybe... You get, you win, you win, you beat Dallas, you win this game, you beat Atlanta. Maybe for that fourth game against Sacramento, you pick a starter and say, hey, you're going to sit tonight.
0: Yeah, they have two back-to-back sets coming up, uh, November 19th and 20th on the road at Toronto, at Milwaukee, and then the close the month, 28th and 29th, also on the road at Minnesota and at Philly.
1: Yeah, so so that's definitely tricky. But anyway, so yeah, it's another byproduct of losing a game like that. they they, they, they got to win these last two, Atlanta. Uh, S- uh, Saturday, Sacramento, Sacramento Monday, um, good start. But as John Wall said at the top of this podcast, basically it don't mean shit if they blow it. What happened today doesn't mean anything if they blow it the next one. Um, all right, man, good job. No no real rust out of you. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for uh, coming back. Thanks to you guys for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes, anywhere else to you do your podcasting. And uh, we'll be back for more on the Lockdown Wizards podcast. Thanks. Until next time, see you. Everybody gets the gets open
0: for three. Dagger! All punch! drives, Dagger! Oh.